0: Good morning. Good morning, clear eyes, full heart can't lose, we wrap up the Friday Night Lights series this morning. Uh, Pastor Bobby is not with us this morning, you <laughs> may regret that, uh, he is with City Lights Church in Anderson County as they launch uh, their church, their first full-fledged service as a church this morning, so that's awesome, that is awesome. Um, as we've gone through this series so far, Bobby has, has talked about clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. In clear eyes, he talked about how God has given us a mission, uh, the Great Commission in Matthew. Not the Great Suggestion, it's the Great Commission. He's given us the direction, the plan of uh, what we're trying to accomplish. In full hearts, he talked about we're called to have a, a burning desire in our heart to fulfill that, that commission, to, to carry that out. And then last week in Can't Lose, he talked about how the book's written. It's it's a done deal. We're going to win. And he talked about how the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. We can't lose. We can't lose. And today we're going to wrap up the series with Celebrate Wins. Okay? Okay? Now, if this is your first time here, This is not exactly what normally happens. (laughs) But it is what can happen when the pastor goes away. (laughs) Everybody lets me fill in when he's gone. I don't know what he was thinking. But it can be fun. And we're we're going to today. Uh, So some things, a little background information real quick. Uh, First of all, a lot of you know that uh, I teach at Oak Ridge High School. I'm one of the assistant athletic directors. But for the first 17 or so of my years, I was a coach. And I've coached on a bunch of different levels and a bunch of different sports. I've coached everything from t-ball to bitty ball when my daughter was little to recreation leagues to junior high teams to uh, teams at Oak Ridge High School. I've coached football, girls basketball, boys and girls track, uh, boys and girls golf, uh, girls' fast-pitch softball and slow-pitch softball, and cheerleaders. Twice. Twice. I don't know what I was thinking. I really don't. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the, uh, I have coached teams that have tied the school record for the worst, his- the worst record in the history of the school. Those were not fun. I've also been blessed to coach teams on the other end of that spectrum. I was blessed enough to coach, uh, help coach a girls' basketball team at the high school who won a state championship. Another uh, girls' basketball team at Oak Ridge High School that went undefeated, won the state championship, was ranked number three in the country by USA Today at the end of the year, and one 18 and under AAU uh, girls' basketball team that won a national championship. So I was blessed to see things on that end of the spectrum. And part of that is in a lot of sports, the whole celebrate the win thing, you get rings, and that's pretty sweet. And these are a the couple of the rings that I had. Now, some things, uh, don't get me wrong, uh, before you even go any further, those wins, I'm not going to lie, they were freaking awesome. I mean, they were awesome. And coming out of the locker room was awesome after it had happened, and you know, a month or two later when we actually get our rings, uh, that was a stinking awesome experience as well. But a strange thing happened this week when I got ready to uh, when I got ready to use these rings as an example, I wasn't real sure where they were. I thought I had a pretty good idea, and one of them I was pretty close, and I really thought they were together and They weren't, and that threw me off, and I wasn't sure about the second one, but finally I located it as well. Uh, And they were such a big part at the time. Such a big part. Now, something that I did learn during my coaching years, how much joy, how much happiness, how much satisfaction, whatever word you want to put on it when you celebrate the wins, and how much it hurts when you lose are both connected to the same thing. They're both connected to how much time and effort and resources you put into getting to that point. Uh, Those seasons where we stunk were brutal. Just brutal. And those seasons where we won were off the charts awesome. Um, uh, My golf game now. I play golf. <laughs> put "play" in quotations. But when I play golf, I don't get all upset when I lose because I don't put any time and effort and resources into it. Somebody calls up and says, "Hey, you want to play golf?" Sure. When was the last time you played? Mm, last year, sometime. But yeah, I'll go play. And so I'm not going to get upset if I lose. And I would say I'm not going to get all that thrilled if I win, but. I never win, so I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> but that goes back to that whole putting in the time and effort and resource thing. Okay? So that's a lot of, of what happens. Here's something else that I've, I've learned as I have matured. Okay? okay, as I've gotten older. Okay, as I've gotten old. We'll just, one of the things that I've learned is things that seem like a big deal at the time and that I've really poured time and effort and energy and resources into, sometimes later on, they're just not all that important. I look back at all the, all the years that I've poured into coaching. And I couldn't even find the rings. Wasn't even sure where they were. But it seemed like such a big deal at the time. But was I, was I on the right track, okay? Was I trying to win the right things, okay? And that's some of the kind of stuff we're going to talk about today. Uh, what's that actually mean for us? Now, I know in our, in our life groups, uh, a lot of times they talk about what we did on Sunday, talk about the message on Sunday and the life groups and how that uh, connects to them on a more personal and in-depth level. So if you're in a life group and you're taking notes about what on earth you're going to talk about when you have a meeting this week, you need to write these questions down, Okay. Here's some questions you can talk about. Are we winning? At Ridge Church, are we winning? Or are we losing? Are we trying to win the right games? Are we putting our time, effort, and resources into winning? How much joy do we get from our winning, and how much does it hurt when we lose? For that matter, what does a win even look like when it comes to church? And this is one of my favorite. Are we even supposed to celebrate? Is that biblical? (laughs) Let's find out. Check this out. Luke, chapter 15, verse 10. And the ESV says, Just so I tell you, there's joy before the angels of God over one singer who repents. Now, I like that. But i got to tell you, in all honesty, I never came out of a locker room after winning a championship and went, oh, joy. Joy just isn't a word I use. Okay? So let's take a look at something we can relate to a little more. Let's take a look at what it says in the message. Now, the message is a paraphrase, and I don't use it very often, but I like the way it says it. Check out how it says in the message. Count on it. That's the kind of party God's angels throw every time one lost soul turns to God. I can relate to that. There's a party in heaven. The angels rock it out every time somebody comes to Christ. It's a celebration. Now, I'm, I get you. I'm all for holiness. I'm all for reverence. But we are not called to be the church of the frozen chosen. We're called to celebrate the things that happen. We're called to, to celebrate the successes. We're called to celebrate when people come to Christ. We're called to celebrate Christ. And that's what we're going to do today. We are so going to celebrate some things, okay? Uh, so going to celebrate some things. We sent out uh, an email to our life groups and asked for some examples of personal wins. What are some things that have happened since somebody's been at the Ridge or been in life groups that they would consider... Some personal wins. And here's some things that we got back. My wife and I communicate better, and we now talk more openly about God with each other and our children because of our life group. Is that a win? Yeah, that's a win. Wow, y'all make sorry football fans. I mean, come on. I know you cheered more than that during the UT game or the Oak Ridge game or, or something like that. Come on. How about our next one? I would say that being at the Ridge has helped to free me from the need to hide behind a religious veneer. It's infused my heart with hope while suffering. Is that a win? Let's hear it. Yeah, that's a win. And help me to learn learn how not to Christianize the truth about who Jesus is and how he affects the human condition. I've been cared for through the seasons we've gone through while there. When? Win. Win. I didn't have a strong community around me before coming to the Ridge and now I feel like I'm part of a group of people that care about me and I can do life with. That a win? Yes. Come as you are. You don't have to have your stuff together to come and feel loved and welcome. That's a win, right? There's no judgment which allows for true healing and growth. And honestly, the biggest is a feeling of belonging and feeling of being wanted by a church. Yes, another win, right? So often people do church because they feel they have to. I go because I want to and I feel I'm wanted there. Another win. Come on, don't stop. I developed a new understanding of what it means to worship and to struggle with the kingdom perspective and how the discipleship process is working in me and through me at the same time and how I can show my imperfections and still be effective. Win? Win. The transparency makes it a lot easier to be real when others are, and you know it to be true. Also, the balance between grace and truth. Win? Win! It's light and humorous and then hard-hitting in the next moment, like a spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down. That's a win. And this one, I love people more than I want to convert them now, and through loving and conversation... Hope to introduce them to a Jesus that had been poorly represented in the majority of the American church. When, when, when? We're going to celebrate, and we've got a lot to celebrate. And some of this you may know, and some of it not. But we're going to celebrate. But we are not at a PGA golf event. You know what I mean by that? Golf, golf clap. Somebody hit the great shot. The crowd? No, 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 no. No. This is Friday night lights right here. Okay? Friday night lights. So stand up for me. Stand up for me. Oh, we're We're getting ready to go right here. Give me a little music to go along with this. Here we go. Here are some things to celebrate. Right now, this very minute, 80% of the churches in the U.S., 80% have 75 people or less attending this morning, total not the risk not the risk, in 5 years we're only 5 years old, right we've gone from 13 people meeting in a living room, to a church that's had over 300 people in an Easter service and a church that has between 170 and 180 each week there you go We've been directly involved in planting two churches, and by being part of the Ignite network, we've been, we've helped in a smaller way help 15 churches, new churches get planted and started. How about that? <laughs> on more than one occasion, on more than one occasion, we've helped a lady who is in an abusive relationship get her and her children out of that relationship and into an apartment, into a safer environment. Is that a win? Yeah! Yeah. Let's back up, we we missed one. We, on numerous occasions, people have been times where life is tough. It's just tough, and you get blindsided. And sometimes that's financial. A number of occasions when you be able to step up through your contributions, to what you give on Sundays and online, to step up and help people get past a really tough time financially in their life. Is that a win? Yeah. Yeah. We've seen people meet at the Ridge and go on to get married, and some are about to get married. Yeah! yeah there's a win. What about supporting our school? At Oak Ridge High School, on a number of occasions, we've provided clothing for kids that just didn't, it just wasn't there. They needed clothing desperately, and we've been able to help them out. Is that a win? Yeah. Yes. At Linden Elementary School, we partner with Linden Elementary School. Here's some things that we go back. Okay, here we Here's some things that we've done with them. We provided clothing and shoes for children on more than one occasion, numerous occasions actually. When? When? We provided for snacks, the kids who kids during snack time can't afford to bring snacks, so we provided snacks for them. When? When? We provided one-on-one mentoring for children who need that in their lives. When? When? we provided clothing and other needs for a student and, and their family who lost everything due to a fire. When? Yes. We've also taken on a landscaping project. It's a continuing type thing that is really an eyesore at the school. They don't have anybody or the funds to take care of it. We've stepped in, taken that over, and keep their, keep their campus looking nice so they can have pride and be proud to come to school. When? When? Going on. Going on. We provided an unknown amount of hours for counseling, coaching, guidance, uh, comforting of people who are going through tough times in their life. Win? Yeah, it's a win. We're getting ready to go up a whole nother level, okay? If If you think this is, no, no, we're just, we're getting cranked, okay? So here we go. These are some things that sometimes we don't always catch on. Sometimes we take a little bit too much for granted or don't notice what's going on. Right now, right now at this very minute, directly underneath you as a matter of fact, we have volunteers downstairs taking care of our children. Not just babysitting. No, 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 no. We have people downstairs who volunteer week in, week out to teach your children about the love of Christ. How Jesus loves them and how they can love Jesus back and helping to bring them into a relationship with Christ. Now that's a win, right? Yeah, that's a win. What about this? We have a student ministry man, I don't know it, an adult alive who say, wow, I sure wish I could go back and be a teenager again. No, we're just thankful we lived through it. But we have a student ministry every single week that pours into the hearts of teenagers during one of the most confusing and tough times in their life, and we have people who pour out into them helping them develop that relationship with Christ along the way. When? When? We have facility volunteers. Facility volunteers. That's a nice word, a nice phrase for people who work their rear ends off keeping this building clean. Every week, people come in and clean this building. And that may not seem like a real big win to you, unless you go to the bathroom and sit down in the stall only to discover there's no toilet paper. Then all of a sudden, it becomes a bigger win. But they come in, they clean upstairs, they clean downstairs. But here's the real part about being a big win about that. Because people volunteer to come in and do that. We don't have to pay for custodial services we can take that money and put it into the ministry to do some of this other stuff. That's a win, right? We also have facility volunteers who come in and, you know, having a church building is just like owning a home. There's always something broken. It's either broken or about to be broken. We need light bulb changed. We need walls painted. We need electrical work done. We need floors put down. We need walls knocked out. The list goes on and on. And we have been blessed have people come in, fix everything from the A.C. to, you know, to computers, to everything else. Again, saving us money, pouring that money into ministry. Win? Win! That's a big win! Come on! Come on! What about our greeters? You rolled up outside today and walked in. Hopefully, I don't care if it's your first time here or your hundredth time here, I hope somebody smiled at you, told you good morning, and that we're glad that you're here. Pointed you in the direction of the coffee, the tea, the restrooms told you where the downstairs is, how to get the kids downstairs, pointed you in here, talked to you, made you feel welcome. That's week in, week out. That'll win? Win. Another win. Let's keep going. What about our music and production? every week it doesn't just happen these guys and women don't just show up here and say what are we doing this morning they pour, up. they pour their hearts into this thing there's a ton of work, light, sound recordings, all this other sort of stuff that they get ready to bring people into the close relationship with God there are a lot of times when people come in and hear in our worship, it's the closest they've been to God all week, for some people it's the closest time they've been to God in their entire life, is that a win? win! that's a win! <laughs> we're still going. <laughs> just because the music stopped. Don't think it's over. We're just getting cranked now. You ready for this? Our church app been downloaded in the last year over 200 times. 200 times our church app to people gain access. When? When? Come on, don't slack off on me now. Don't slack off. Over the last 30 days, just the last 30 days, our messages through all of our different platforms, social media, other stuff like that, In the last 30 days, been listened to 612 times. But even more importantly, in the last five years, 19,000 times our messages have been listened to. That's 19,000 times that people have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a win, right? That's a big win. The average church in America baptizes on average less than one person a year. I'm not exactly sure what less than one person looks like. Bobby comes to mind. But, but, you know, regardless, in the last five years, we've baptized approximately 100 people in the last five years. When? When? And then this last one, this last one, this year, this year alone, at least 30 people have come into a relationship with Jesus Christ by way of the Ridge that a win? That's a win, and angels are rocking it out. Turn around and high five somebody. This is too good. I mean it. Turn around and high five somebody. Come on. <laughs> Y'all can go ahead and have a seat. That's some good stuff right there. And we're still not through. We've got a few other things to talk about here. Now, you have to forgive me because I'm going to mix metaphors here just a little bit, but you know how when, especially if you've grown up in East Tennessee and the mountains are all around you, and you sort of get to where, okay, well, it's just, you know, it's a big hill with trees and that's about it. Uh, Or it's a place if you go to, you're going to drive on a windy road. And you don't really appreciate it till you go someplace that's flat and you're stuck there for a while. And then all of a sudden you're going, man, I miss the mountains. Well, sort of keep that thought in mind because there's something that, that, a huge win here at the church that I think sometimes we tend to look at that or take that approach with. Um, NFL fans, back to football. NFL fans, what happens either uh, sometime in April or May, depending on which year when they said it, in the NFL? The NFL draft, right? NFL draft. Well, and NFL fans are, uh, they're all over it. And they're all over it for one main reason, and that's to see who their team is going to draft. And the teams bet a huge, huge amount of their future success on that number one pick. They spend an unbelievable amount of money going into research and scouting and all this other sort of stuff to see who they're going to pick number one, who they're going to put all their success on, panning out to be that kind of player that they need. When this church started five years ago with 13 people sitting in the living room, we are unbelievably blessed when God chose Bobby Williams as our first round draft choice to lead this church. Right? Right? That's a win. That's a huge win. A huge win. I was blessed to be one of those 13 people and I've seen what Bobby's gone through in this last 5 years. I've been there to celebrate some of the wins, some of these wins with him. Was also there with him the day at the double tree that not counting our volunteers we had two people show up. Two. You talking about a loss There's a, a, a saying in church planning that church planners every Monday want to resign because it's so incredibly hard to get going. And Bobby suffered through a lot of those times. He's given up a lot, he's poured a lot of time, effort, and resources into it. And I know <laughs> that I crack on Bobby some. Okay, I crack on Bobby a lot, <laughs> a lot. But to be honest, I hope that never overshadows the fact that I have a great amount of respect and love for Bobby. I'm blessed to consider him a friend, and I'm blessed beyond measure to consider him as my pastor. I've seen him go from a young man with zero experience as a lead pastor. Bobby had been a youth pastor, before God told him on the way back from a trip they dropped the bomb on him that he was supposed to plant a church. And he literally almost wrecked his car when God told him that. Imagine, zero experience as a lead pastor and God tells you, I want you to plant a church. And Bobby stepped up and followed God's will. And he went from a young man with zero experience into one of the finest pastors that I've ever known right now. And I don't know if you realize this, not only does Bobby have a great deal of respect among other pastors as a pastor, but he's also a well-respected blogger. If you only hear Bobby on Sunday, you're missing. You're missing out. You need to check out the church website, his blog site, check his blogs. There's a whole other level that you're missing out if you don't take part of that. Bobby's one of the most humble people I know. He strives to continually deepen his relationship with Christ and seeks God's will not only in his life and his family's life but in the life of the church. I've never seen Bobby lead this church out of ego or out of pride or out of self-promotion. I've never seen it happen. Not in front of people or not behind the scenes, either one. That's not the way he operates. Of all our wins, I would have to say We would be way missing out if we didn't say that Bobby Williams is a major win for this church and we need to celebrate it in the right way. So give it up for that. I I, I don't understand why you would stand up for a touchdown and why you wouldn't stand up for that. Come on, come on. I mean, it's got to be like it mean it. That's better than any touchdown I've ever seen scored. Here's the great thing. In this game, this whole Friday night lights thing, this whole, this whole game as a church, if you want to put it in that, in that type of metaphor, we're just getting started. game's not winding down. We're just getting cranked up here at the Ridge. It is just now starting. Okay? Remember, that the more you put into it, the more joy you're going to get out of celebrations. The more you're going to, when we have wins and we recognize wins, the more it's going to mean to you. And... If, if we have losses, yeah, it's going to hurt. And, and the safe way is to, to stay in the bleachers and not really care a whole lot. And that way when we win, well, woohoo! And when we lose, well, that's okay. No, that's not what we're called to be. That is not why you're called to be here. That's not what you're called to do as a Christian. A lot of you are in the game. A lot of you are in the game and you're starters and you're playing hard week in, week out. Some of you, a lot of you have come down out of the bleachers and you've got on the sideline and you're part of the team, but, you know, you're just sort of hanging out on the bench. You know, here's a, here's a weird thing. In my 17 years of coaching, not one time, not one time did I ever turn around and look at somebody and say, come here, I need you to go in. Not one time did I ever have somebody go, "I oh, really coach? I don't think so. I'm, I'm good right here on the bench. I like it over here. You know, I go out there, I want to get hit. I'm, I'm happy here. No. Now, if I had a dollar for every time somebody was tugging on my sleeve, coach, can I go in? Can I go in? Can I go in? Can I go in? Or for every phone call from a parent, I have, why aren't you playing my child? You know, <laughs> finances would not be a problem at the Ridge if I had that. But no, come on. Come on. Why aren't you tugging on a sleeve? Why aren't you saying, hey, how can I get in the game? What can I do? I want to celebrate, when I want to celebrate downstairs with the kids. It doesn't have to be every Sunday. They would love to have you once a month. Or what about helping clean? Or what about helping do repairs around the building? Or what about being a greeter? What about being in a life group? What about being part of our recovery ministry? What, there, there are tons of ways for you to get in the game. Quit being a substitute. Quit being a, just riding the bench. Guys, it's time to be a starter. See, even that one agrees. Yeah, yeah. It's time to be a starter. Well, I don't know how to do that. But let me coach you up right here. Somewhere close to you, you're going to find one of these. Pick one up right now. Pick one up. Get one. I want one of these in everybody's hand, provided they're big enough to hold it. But <laughs> I want one of these in everybody's hand right now. This is how you get off the bench. This is how you get in the game. This is how you get to be a starter. I don't care if it's your first time here if it's your hundredth time here. This is how you do this. You put your name on here. You put a contact information on here, whether it's an email or a phone number, whatever. Find somewhere on that card. It has to be the magic little line. I don't care where you write it. Write on this card, this is how I want to start. This is the position I want to play. I want to be a kids ministry worker. I want to be a student ministry worker. I want to help prepare the building. I want to help take care of landscaping. I want to do some admin work to save Bobby some time during the week, writing cards and things like that. I want to be plugged in, and I would love to be in this position. You write it on there. We'll contact you. We'll get you in the game. Okay? We'll get you in the game. When you leave here, there's a table out there. You just drop it in the little glass bowl on the table. That's all you got to do. We'll be in touch. Okay? Guys, it's time to start pouring out. It's time to wear it hurts when we lose. And it's time to be, be pumped when we win. how do all great football teams or how do all football teams celebrate great wins? Yeah, bring up that next slide. There you go. I wish Bobby was here because that's the Seattle Seahawks, which are my team, not his 49ers. But yeah, with Gatorade, right? So next week when Bobby is back, feel free to share some Gatorade with him. I will have to tell you this, though, that if you do pour Gatorade on Bobby, in love, he will punch you in the throat. (laughs) Unless, of course, you are Mark or Kevin or Jonathan's height, and then he'll punch you in the belly button. But he'll want really bad to punch you in the throat. Uh, Just saying. And, And keep in mind, Never in the history of, like, ever do they pour Gatorade on the assistant coaches. Okay, so the rest of the church staff is safe. (laughs) We're safe. But Bobby's fair game. Uh, Let me end with this scripture and this thought, okay? Ephesians 3, 20 to 21. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, According to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Clear eyes. Say it with me. Clear eyes. Full heart. Can't lose. Again. Clear eyes. Full heart. Can't lose. We celebrate our wins. But the most important thing, the absolute most important thing that we need to remember is who we play for. It's not about my win. It's not about my touchdown catch. It's not about my my sack or whatever. It's about what I contribute to the game for the team and who I'm playing for. And that's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. One more time, clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me on your team. Thank you for giving me a chance to play, not just to sit and watch, but to where I can actually play and pour out and have clear eyes and a full heart and know that I can't lose and know that I'm playing for You and that we will celebrate the wins together. And Father, help me to understand that yes, there's going to be plays that are tough and yes, there are times that I'm going to get blindsided and I'm going to get knocked down and I'm just going to get leveled at times. But I can't lose the game, Lord. We can't lose because we play for You. And it's already written, You win. Father help us to have those clear eyes and that full heart help us to storm the gates of hell Father I ask that you put this church in the forefront at the very front not bringing up the rear someplace, place but at the very front of what you want us to do Lord turn us on turn us up and turn us loose for you so that we can win